I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to this special injury update mid-week addendum episode. I don't know what you want to call it. This is a special episode that we're doing for round 18 because there are a lot of guys who were maybe injured, maybe called up, that we just weren't ready to talk to you about. And Mike is here to give us an update on, on what's going on. So Mike, let everybody know why we're doing this and what's going to happen. Uh, we're doing this because we have um, we had a delay in the Canada roster. Um, we still haven't technically gotten Honduras's Gold Cup roster, which is really weird since the tournament's in like a week or something. Um, but yeah, so we tried to, wanted to give as much time uh, to do that. Plus, we wanted to kind of get as much time to see any Open Cup injuries, and we're kind of glad that we did because we, we've gotten a bunch so far. And I mean, we're, oh, yeah. we're recording, it's halftime, and Cincinnati, Chicago uh, right now. So there, there's probably a few more to come. So we figured if we did this, we might get uh, a lot more uh, accurate information to you uh, about who's been called up and what. Um, we were also kind of hoping we would get more guidance as to when the call-ups would um, leave for camp. Um, I don't know that I have that, but I'll tell you who's been called up. <laughs> because MLS. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think everyone should appreciate what you're doing, Mike. So I'm not going to um, stop you anymore. Just just get right into it. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with Costa Rica um, because those are, the, for some reason, all the players, most players from Costa Rica play tomorrow night, um, New York City versus Minnesota. They are available. So um, we talked about Calvo and Venegas from Minnesota um, Wallace and moderator for New York City, they're all there. They're all available, um, and so they'll be they'll fact factor into the lineup. Uh, I know. I think I'm probably talked when I did my preview for New York City. Like Minnesota without Calvo is going to be a real great opportunity. Well, they will have them, so they will have at least like some defensive chance against New York City. Other Costa Ricans um, called up uh, Guzman for Portland and um, Urena for San Jose. They do not have a friendly, I guess, which is why they're not in camp. You know, U.S. Ghana has a friendly this weekend. So, um, but I think people who are playing on the weekend will not be available. I, I, I've not been able to figure that out. I have, like, literally no information as to when they're, they're coming up. People are kind of confused as to why they're still in camp, to be honest. <laughs> like, that's what I, we're actually got from beat writers. So, um if you're going to go with someone of Guzman or Urena, um, you have to know that you're taking a risk um, because I, I can't guarantee right now that they're not going to leave before that. It seems to be kind of on a case-by-case -case basis. But anyway, those are the call-ups for Costa Rica. Um, for Mexico, the only person who's been called up is Giovanni Dos Santos. That's for the Confederations Cup. Uh, that's still ongoing, so he will certainly miss this weekend, and I'm assuming for next weekend as well. Uh, let, you know what? Let's get to the big guys. Uh, the United States. Uh, obviously, a lot of MLS players are taken. Um, here are the MLS people. Um, and the, these people are all out. Uh, Guzan, Hamid, Johnson for New York City, Beasler, Hedges, Moro, Susie, Acosta, Bedoya, McCarty, 
Roldan, Rowe, Zardes, Agudelo, Dwyer, and Morris. So if you're thinking about that from a team-by-team perspective, that's Atlanta, D.C., New York City, Sporting KC, Dallas, Toronto, KC again, Dallas again, Philly, Chicago, Seattle, New England, L.A., New England, uh, Kansas City, Seattle. Um, So, you know, Sporting Kansas City is losing to – Seattle's losing to, New England's losing to, Dallas is losing to, so that could have some effect on the lineups that they can put out. Uh, Honduras, I said you don't have a, a lineup. Good thing is that that's mostly Houston uh, players who are, who are going to be leaving. Ellis and Kyoto have already left. Um, Boniek Garcia, again, we don't have a final roster, so I don't know if Boniek Garcia was actually called up or not, but as of right now, he I mean, he's playing in the Open Cup as we speak. So um, you're taking a risk on him. The only other MLS player that was named to the preliminary roster was Figueroa. So I don't know if he'll be called up, but if so, that's another um, loss for Dallas. Uh, for Canada, most of these guys are going to be bench players for the Canadian teams, but uh, a few names are important. Uh, Crepeau, or Crepeau for Montreal, the backup keeper. Ricketts for TFC. Edwards for TFC, Osorio for TFC, for Vancouver, DeJong, Davies, and Tybear, and then um, Jackson Hamel for Montreal, as well as Bernier, which uh, kind of leaves them a little bit shorthanded going forward, um, especially with Piotti going, being out. Uh, Panama, a few big names. The biggest is Godoy for San Jose, another TFC player, Cooper, um, Camargo, who's a backup midfielder for New York City, and then Murillo or Murillo for uh, New York Red Bulls. Uh, for Ghana, for the friendly, uh, Akam is out in Kofi. He may be out. Uh, not, they're not, New England's not sure if they can get him back in time because they play on Sunday. But Chicago plays on Saturday, so Akam is definitely out. And then for Jamaica, I couldn't find a roster, but I saw that Watson for New England is out. So um, those are the only uh, call-ups that I have um, and it, like I said, you know, the U.S. people are out. Canada's getting called up. But for some of these other players like Costa Rica and Honduras, it just seems to be like a team-by-team basis. I, I'm not really sure if they will miss this weekend, but you're, you're taking a risk unless we get something um, more between now and tomorrow. And those are the call-ups for Gold Cup that I have. Um do you want to get into injuries now or talk about the, the effect of the Gold Cup rosters? Yeah, go ahead and hit the injuries, and then we'll go through the Gold Cups and uh, we'll go through the Open Cup and then see where we overlap. Okay. All right, well, give me a sec because I am literally reading this off of my feed since we have, we've had some new ones. Um, brand new injury, Aurelian Collin for New York Red Bulls was subbed at the 21st minute um, with pain. Not sure what his injury is. Uh, Portland picked up a bunch of injuries today. Chara picked up a hamstring injury. He's out four weeks. Okugo suffered an MCL sprain and is out four to six weeks. Um, so Portland is going to be missing them. Plus they'll be missing Guzman and their depth was, has already been tested. Um, they do not have an open cup game this week, but um, they, they, obviously they have a bunch of injuries that they're going to be dealing with. For uh, New York City, Maxi Morales has been declared out for the match against Minnesota, but he's been back in training. Uh, wouldn't shock me if he plays next week, but as far as Minnesota, 
uh, he's a no-go. Um, not an injury, but Matez Perez-Garcia for Orlando was waived. Uh, they couldn't get to a contract resolution. Um, then the big one is Piotti. He seems to have re-aggravated his grown injury that um, had him missing a few games this year. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about whether Zamali is worth it with without Piotti or not. Uh, then Colorado had a bunch of injuries in their Open Cup. Um, Gashi was limping um, at the end of the game, but they didn't have a sub, so he kind of finished. Um, Dylan Powers was left in the 35th minute for the Rapids. And then Axel Hoyberry looked like he injured his hamstring injury uh, in the first 20 minutes and left. Uh, so that, that defensive depth is going to be tested for Colorado. Um, so people were curious about Youngworth. He was hopeful to be returning, but um, honestly, I think it's kind of questionable as to whether or not he will be fit uh, in time for the Cali Classico. Um, he's still recovering from that ankle injury, uh, so he's up in the air um, for Saturday. And then, let's see, Benny has an ankle sprain, no breaks. He is possible. Um, from what it sounds like for Sporty Kansas City, but I, I wouldn't bank on it. Um, I would honestly probably assume he's going to be out for the weekend. Um, let's see, Blake, um, he he was also called up for Jamaica, but he is going to be with um, Philly through Sunday, although apparently he picked up a rib bruise and, and is getting an x-ray uh, after having a collision with Bird Bomb. Uh, then Craval for Philly also aggravated his hamstring. Um, he w- was not in training earlier this week, so he will probably miss as well. And I think, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Carlos Rivas had an MRI on a sprained ankle. He's technically listed day to day. And then I guess the big one, uh, Kyle Laren was cleared by MLS, but not called up for Canada. Should have mentioned this earlier. Um, and one other thing to talk about with Laren, as well as a number of other guys, uh, won't affect your fantasy picks for the next few weeks uh, until after the, quote, Gold Cup break. These Gold Cup rosters are not permanent. After the knockout rounds, coaches can make up to six changes. So you may get some guys back. You may lose some guys. Um, I know people like uh, Michael Bradley and Josie Altador have been hinted by Bruce Arena that they're going to get a call up after that, um, after the, the group stage is over and the knockouts begin. So just kind of be aware there's going to be another round of call-ups, hashtag because MLS. Um, so, you know, we, we, we may be doing this again <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> it, it could happen. Uh, it could happen. Uh, Mike all is the going- injuries, unless – we have one that came in while I was talking. <laughs> I don't. I don't possible. think anyone's gotten injured since, since some of these games have started back. Uh, I'm I'm looking through the list and I haven't seen anything, but uh, I don't know. But that that seems pretty comprehensive to me. Yeah, I, I try. I wish. I only wish I knew when some of these people were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had uh, one question come through from uh, Twitter. I think it's from Bit Nomad. Uh, he sent it in, just kind of wondering how we may have had our fantasy thoughts change now that we've seen some of the lineups from the Gold Cup. So what Mike and I are going to do is we're just going to go over real quick who's already played, uh, and that's also we're going to talk about the uh, Canadian Cup final as well. well. We'll throw that in there since these were all midweek games that we've had. So starting with that, 
Uh, Mike already mentioned the biggest news, but Toronto versus Montreal. Both teams fielded eight teams. Uh, this was the championship game. Everyone, everyone was all for it. Everyone was there. Everyone went time. Geo got some of the, the winning goals. Um, for me, Mike, I was looking at that Piatti-Zamali combination, and I'm not sure I want to go with that even against D.C., yeah, that that's I mean that's the thing I'm I'm struggling with right now. Um, Montreal definitely went hard against DC, and I mean really, Zamali and Piatti have been kind of one scores the other assists, um, and especially considering you know they're they're missing Jackson Hamel, um, who who's been really good for them, um, you know since um, I think it was with Mancosu. Um, I think he I think he got hurt, but um, yeah, I, I think it certainly makes moves them from you know you have to have one of them to you you kind of want to maybe skip <laughs> uh, to 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 be honest. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, we haven't seen Zamali without Piotti because Piotti missed I, th- I think in weeks five and six, and I don't think Zamali was back. Um, I mean. I think Zamali at 8.8, he's worth the risk, but I mean, I don't think he's um, a certainty certainty anymore. Sure. He definitely becomes more of a differential. And I I think that's mostly true because there are still several teams that are going to have some good quality options that you can draw from the, the New York cities, the Columbuses, Philadelphia has some chances. Colorado may even have some chances out there for some true differentials. Dallas has some good options. Um, So, I think. Well, well let, you know, let me ask you about um, about Colorado. Uh, Colorado played a pr- pretty decent uh, lineup yesterday. Houston played mostly backups today. Uh, would you go super differential and dare the away gods and take Houston on the road against Colorado? <laughs> well, with with missing some of those forwards with Houston and the traditional road form that they have, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not sure I would. Uh, actually, that, that answer is no. I'm not looking at <laughs> those away teams. Uh, I'm tempted to go with some Colorado defenders. Losing Axel is always just uh, just horrible for Colorado, as, as we've seen that happen. But they've played a lot of the year without him. So they, they've got some options there. Uh, but it's definitely not the starting lineup, but with the, the offensive. Oh. Oh, okay. Sorry. Watching the game uh, with the, the <laughs> offensive. I, I didn't know if that was like a reaction to the game or like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a cross into the box. That was like, grab that ball. Thank you. That um, I'm just not all in with the Houston defense still, especially on the road. Yeah. Uh, Toronto though is also on the road and I not really looking at those guys either just because of price points and road history and some of the key call-ups that they're going to be missing. Yeah, I don't think you saw anything from Dallas that made you think, oh, yeah, Toronto is going to walk all over them uh, on the road. I mean, Diaz played for 75 minutes. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if he'll get a start. He might get rotated, you know, since he played midweek. Um, but I, I didn't see anything out of Dallas to make me think, oh, yeah, I definitely want to load up on Toronto players. Yeah, I mean, I think Diaz is definitely a good target. He, the goal that he scored uh, in Open Cup was a PK, so that's not something you're going to count on. Didn't get any assists for the two other goals, but it's a different team. 
Dallas Whitney, as we all know it. Uh, it's been talked about. I had a great talk up about it on Monday on Extra Time Radio, how without Diaz, there was some forcing of the ball in the final third that Dallas was trying to do. And with Diaz, he just has that calm, cool, collected com- composure where he can just make those passes and find those connections. And that's what Dallas is missing. That's what Diaz adds. And I think that could be obviously a benefit for the teams going forward. And I don't know what his ownership's at right now because I don't have that screen loaded up. So I, I think I think he could be a nice option. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they played against Colorado, who we've already been talking about. Uh, next, we have, like you said, Houston played uh, Sporting Kansas City. Houston brought out, I don't know, do you want to call this a C-plus um, team maybe? Or? Um, Mike, um, our, our friend who's a Dynamo fan, uh, called it, oh, they're playing the Rio Grande uh, Toros. <laughs> I mean, that, it's, I, I, mean, it, it, I mean, they literally just called up the USL team and put them out against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, whereas Sporting Kansas City pretty much played Sporting Kansas City without Dwyer and Fellhaber. Um, Opara started, Blessing started, I, I think Melia started. Yeah, I think pretty much everyone there, I mean, that's his – yeah, I'd call it a solid B-plus team from Sporting Kansas City, um, and, and they got the result that they needed. So they are at home against Portland, and as you mentioned, Portland was in some woes as well. So a couple of those guys may be worth a look, uh, depending on how much rest you think. Fortunately uh, for Sporting Kansas City, they're – well, no, never mind. I thought they had the later game. They're playing on July 1. So remember, that's the other thing to point out. A lot of these teams that are playing tonight on Wednesday the 28th, they're going to have their next game on July 1. So that's just three days away. So that's not a lot of rest. Keep that in mind when you're making some of these picks. Though for me, sporting wasn't really high up on my list of who I was targeting. Yeah, I mean, Guzman is going to hurt. I mean, the the question is without Fellhaber, is there any player you trust offensively for sporting Kansas City? Um, Fernandez? Fernandez, maybe go super differential and do blessing. You could, um, you know, um, I, you know, maybe as part of a switcheroo with, uh, you know, a Galaxy player or a New England Revolution or Union player, since that's the Sunday game. Um, that that that'd be the kind of thing I'd be thinking with Sporting Kansas City. Um, I mean, we know Portland's generally been pretty bad on the road, and, and without the defense, it's just. Sporting Kansas City's offense is not good enough to make me really want to dive in there. Agreed. Yep. Uh, next we have, nearing the end of their game, New England versus D.C. I think D.C. opened the scoring in this one. At New England's got a couple back. So uh, they're, they're, again, fielding a, a fairly solid team out of New England, not the basic starters. We've got uh, Fagundes in there and a couple of guys in the back line. But um, – this is not the main team that we're going to see. So they're, I think they're saving themselves some for that away match they have against Philadelphia, but they're getting it done against uh, DC, which um, has, has some big names in there, but I, I wasn't really considering anyone from DC, maybe win from new England. I, I think he's always someone you can consider even on the road, but that's, he's not going to be in the top picks just because road players, I'm not really looking at him a whole lot. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I mean, I, I don't think New England on the road is really anything you want to go with um, in, in generally. Um, I'm, I'm trying to kind of pull up Lee's uh, win stats. 
uh, and just kind of double check. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's one of those players, like like pretty much everyone else. He's well, um, his his road, he's he's much much better at home um, than he is at, at away. He has had some pretty good away games, but um, not enough that I would pick him over, say Alessandrini or um, even maybe Zamali this week. You know. Which, I mean, if you're looking at midfield, you've also got Merrim and Higuain that you're looking for. I mean, again, we've got Diaz that we're mentioning. You've got Harrison up in New York. Um, mm-hmm. Schweinsteiger, I mean, yeah. Schweinsteiger. I mean, you've got a lot of guys out there to, to talk about that are home before we're going to get to some of the away guys, even with the skill that they have. So uh, Now, they're going against Philadelphia. Also have some some quality midfielders to look at. They, they've got a pretty good team. They went up against New York Red Bulls. We'll get to them in just a second. So, uh, fortunately for them, not too far traveling on the Red Bull Arena, uh, but Philly at home, they're, they're worth, a, worth a bet for me. They're worth a punt for me when they're at home. They've got a couple of good options. Yeah. Um, Let's just start with that game right now. Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Menujanin could be could be a good pick. Um, I'm, yep. I'm trying to see if he if he started um, or, or not. Um, but I believe he did. Let's see, they're in the 58 minutes right. Yeah, because they played a pretty strong 11, yeah. if, I, if I remember right. Um, yeah, yeah, he he started. Um, you know, but I mean, I mean, they've got they've got him. They've got Sapong, Simpson, Alberg. Um, most of the, I think the entire main defense is there. So they they have they have a good team, good team in. Uh, so they're Sapong and uh, Medunian are are always two guys that I'm willing to take a bet on from Philadelphia uh, yeah. and at home versus New England. They're they're a nice way if you've got some money to to fill. If you want to run three forwards, I think Sapong's a good option. Uh, if you want to get one of those those Midfielders that have some defensive qualities and some offensive potential. Um, Medunian. <laughs> Sorry to <laughs> Medunian? <laughs> to Phil and Tim, who can just nail his name. Uh, mostly I'm sorry to him and every Philadelphia Union fan who may be listening. Um, I, I apologize, but you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I like it. I'm, I like I'm pretty it. sure no Please. one has nailed his name. Everyone, Some people <laughs> just fake it better than others. <laughs> but no, I love him. He's a, he's a great fantasy option. I feel like he's been doing some some great production for his price point. So uh, he's a great guy I love to look at when a good opportunity presents itself, and this could be a good opportunity for them against New England. Uh, Red Bulls. Uh, Red Bulls played um, pretty strong lineup. Question and BWP. Uh, started, um, and then you know Collins started and, and was taken out. Uh, they are currently leading um, as as we're recording this, so um, we will. Uh, they're, they're leading one zero with a goal by Kleshin, assisted by Bradley Wright Phillips. So apparently, it's opposite day over at Red Bull Arena. <laughs> oh, get there! Sorry. Okay, corner kick that actually worked out. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. Well. You're watching the corner kick. I'm looking at Twitter where apparently um, Poku may have scored the winner against Atlanta. Oh, uh, snap. Cookie cake. Wow. All right, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, uh, we've got Miami and Atlanta playing right now. Mike is trying to find out the – oh, and I just updated for me, 3-2. to two. Looks like Miami's knocked out Atlanta unless they can make some magic. Atlanta did not bring an A-team to this. Uh, they're clearly yeah. focusing all in on MLS, Almiron, and 
and Martinez. Oh, get up! Oh my gosh, that was close. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys are liking this. <laughs> um, yeah, Reed's got reaction shots. I've got kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they that, didn't bring the A team. That so if you wanted Atlantic to go with Atlanta, Atlanta Poku on the now, Poku apparently knocked him out. Ah, uh, Poku, I, I, it's my I'm, boy. It's my boy. I like Poku. I like Poku. Oh, I was trying to see him I go. Uh, so, I mean, what that tells me, Columbus-Atlanta is going to be a tough fight. Uh, if you were thinking about going with some Atlanta differentials, then they're going to be there. They're going to be playing. Martinez may be worth going with because all he does is score, apparently. Um, he can't keep it up. It's just like Cubo Torres was at the beginning of the year. It can't keep happening, but so far, that's all he does. So... Go for him. He's probably the one away option that would be at the top of my list of if you're willing to take a risk. He, well, he would be. He is the easily the away option I would go with before most others. Yeah, I mean, now I, I, I will caution, and I'll credit uh, Guy for, for pointing this out. Atlanta hasn't been a very high-scoring team on the road. Uh, they only scored one against D.C., none in Chicago. They didn't Martinez. Well, I, I guess so. But, I mean, even in the beginning <laughs> of the year, um, unless – well, I, I guess I guess they only had Martinez for the game at Minnesota. So, I guess you could say that that was high scoring. But other than well, that – That's kind of a caveat, I think, when you're talking about versus Minnesota and high scoring. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, other than that, um, they haven't. So, I mean, maybe with Martinez back, um, I, I could definitely see that being a high scoring game. But uh, I wanted to throw that oh, yeah. stat out there. Lots of options there. Uh, of course, no one from Miami that we can talk about, but uh, congrats on, on their win. I am surprised by that. Uh, and now, yeah, finally, the so last one. It's good to have a team in Florida. I think it's really good that we have a team in Florida in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, another big save. Um, so the game that I'm watching, the game that I keep reacting to, uh, FC Cincinnati versus Chicago. It is 0-0, 64 minutes into the game. Chicago has brought... Um, what I described as a B plus, probably a B plus plus team. And that's just because Dax McCarty is gone. And some of the guys who are starting while quality players like Janino and Alvarez and Polster don't always start, but there's no reason they couldn't be starters at another team. So, I mean, this, this is a strong lineup. Chicago came to play. Um, Matt Doyle made a great point on Twitter when I was talking to him some about this, that, they're pretty much a lock for the cup tournament, MLS cup tournament. So why yeah, not go all out for open cup? They've won it four times. Uh, I think fifth would tie a record. I don't think it'd be a record breaker. Maybe it would be. I can't remember what that stat was, but they've won four times before. This would be great to bring to the fans. So they're, they're all in with this and it's, it's great that Cincinnati is holding out as long as they can. Um, so yeah, if, if you were thinking about Chicago players, I might not load up with as many as you may have at first. Uh, Nikolic's been playing from the beginning. Deleuze's been playing. Schweinsteiger's there. Chicago actually took Connor out, and uh, they subbed in. He was, he was playing on defense, and they subbed in uh, Solignac because they, they want goals out of this game. So they're bringing it. They're mm -hmm. pushing. Um, does that make them less appealing to you, Mike? Uh, not this week, no. Uh, I mean, their core is intact. I mean, the only one they're really losing for international call-ups is a comm. Um, I know they'll be playing midweek, but if you, if you listen to, you know, Vancouver's uh, losing people, uh, I think they still have Waston out for injury too. 
Uh, I, I think even with a midweek game where they went hard in, unless this goes 120 minutes, you know, if we get to extra time, maybe I would start liking okay. them less. But um, I, I still think Chicago at home, based on what they are, I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice regardless of what happens midweek. Would you go with four Chicago players, or what would your limit be? I, I would go. I'm, I right now I have four, and I'm I'm probably going to keep it that way. All right. There we go. And then maybe next season we can talk about which Cincinnati players or <laughs> have probably not. Probably not next season. Maybe maybe in a couple yeah. seasons we can talk about that. But uh, I mean, across. like for instance, in Chicago, like you know, Schweinsteiger, the, the last double game week he played seventy five minutes and ninety minutes. So they they're not doing a whole lot of rotation. Um, you know, it's not like Sporting Kansas City where you don't really know who's going to play one day or the other. Um, so I, I think you're probably decent. You know. But, I mean, in general, um, you should probably have a good bench this week. You know, have at least, like, one or two bench players just because, you know, they play midweek next week too, so you might have some weird stuff. Have a good switcheroo option available in the wings. That would be very important. The only two games that are left to play, they both start at 10.30. This is 9.30 right now for this podcast. Uh, San Jose versus Seattle and L.A. versus Sacramento. Uh, Seattle, of course, does not have a game this week, so no worries there. But I think what I've heard on Twitter, I don't know if you've seen the same thing, Mike, it looks like they've pulled up a lot of the Sounders 2 team players. Yeah, I think they signed eight players to short-term contracts. So even though they don't have the game this week, they're blowing um, this Open Cup off open cup game off so um you know i mean maybe they'll win or uh, i i don't know but um you know seattle might make seattle more of an interesting option next week because they'll have had pretty much a whole week off whereas other teams have had two games so uh, i guess we'll talk about that next week but yeah nothing to worry about for seattle i'll be quite tired so keep an eye out for those uh and that's all that I have, Mike. No other questions came through. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to modify about your picks that you made from the last show? Um, no. I mean, I think I had a, a par and a switcheroo since he played. I might be thinking about that because that actually might be one where he gets rotated. But then again, Sporting Kansas City doesn't like to rotate anyone, even like Eric Palmer Brown. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaving. I mean, he was the goal scorer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know he, he's good when he plays. So I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> leaving it as is. I mean, I've, obviously the main thing I'm going to be doing is whether or not to bring in Miram for Zamali, because um, I only have uh, Higuain right now for Columbus. So that that'll be my uh, dilemma of the week. Just probably be everyone else's dilemma too. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this uh, special midweek update addendum injury episode, whatever we're going to be calling this in the future. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. I hope you found it helpful during this kind of crazy time of the season, and good luck.